0: Hello and welcome along to the VM TV Rugby Pod. It's great to be back ahead of a new Six Nations Championship. It all gets up and running on Friday week in Marseille as Grand Slam champions Ireland and France kick off the tournament in a blockbuster opening fixture. Well, as the excitement builds earlier this week at the Six Nations launch in Dublin, I sat down with the coaches and captains to discuss their hopes and aspirations over the next few months. Unfortunately, the weather played its part with travel and France couldn't make it. But first up was the man recently appointed the New Ireland captain, a very proud Peter O'Mahony. Peter, firstly, how's the body after the weekend?
1: Body's okay. yeah, sore. As I said, I haven't had a huge amount of rugby in my belt, so um, it's it's almost like a little little bit of a pre-season for me with regard to the feeling after games is uh, you know sore and, and, and tired but uh, thankfully I've, I've come through come through fine If
0: you look ahead a couple of weeks time six days since starts captaincy for you what a moment for you and your family when did you first find out?
1: Uh, found out uh, the Monday evening after the Toulon game quite recently um, Andy, Andy gave me a call and uh, certainly a bit of a pause on the phone and um, you know uh, wasn't wasn't expecting it to be to be totally honest with you, but um, as you said, an incredible honour, probably, probably the biggest honour of my career. Um, to be asked to do something like this, um, you know, very special, and as you said, very very proud, um, very happy for my family. Obviously, a big moment for them as so. well.
0: I know you said you've done it before. But can you believe? You know, from a lad playing at PBC to captain in Ireland now, permanently even the Six stations, it must be so special.
1: It is, yeah, it is, and it's um, you know, kind of pinch yourself stuff a little bit. Um, you know, there's there's not many people who have been asked to do this role, and um, you know, you know, you go down through the list, there's there's big boots to fill. So, um, well, yeah, look, it, it was uh, it's an incredible honour, as I said, very very special. And um, certainly not something I'm going to take lightly or for granted in, in, in any in in any way. Um, you know, it's a big task, a big job, and um, you know something I'm I'm really looking forward to and stuff. Do
0: you feel over the last eighteen months or a couple of years you've been playing the best rugby of your career? Would that be fair to say? And what do you put that down to? Um,
1: I've certainly been enjoying my rugby. Um, you know, obviously, look, you, you see the t- the squad that's been named and, and the people I've been playing with recently. Um you know i, th- I think the the stand out factor for me is is the enjoyment that I get from from the group and, and the surrounding group and um you know andy 's done a lot of work on you know having our families around and um it's just a, a very enjoyable place to be and um I think that has to rub off on the pitch as well you know when when everything is, is as enjoyable as it is, and obviously you know results are, are good from our point of view, um, you know it's it's certainly been an enjoyable period for me in my career.
0: It does seem like a great environment is that? What it's all about? Obviously winning, but the enjoyment factor is so key to success.
1: 100%. And uh, you know it's it's a it's a very special environment. And um, you know as I said, when you see the the squad there, you know coming up the road last night uh, driving to camp you know uh, it's, uh, it's an exciting time it always is and it puts a smile on your face and you know, seeing the lads again um, you know from the last time we've, we've, we've touched base obviously a lot of disappointment so looking forward to putting that behind us and, and getting back together
0: You've always been a voice I'm sure to Johnny Sexton who's going to be your voice? You know, Who's going to be number two or three or who's going to help you out?
1: Look, Johnny always had a big group, um, of us around him, you know, or, or, you know, Andy and, and, and us would always put in a huge emphasis on our, how important the leadership group is, and it, and it's a big group now. And, um. I will be, you know, very reliant and, and dependent on on that group, you know. Um this is far from a kind of a one man band this this role, you know what I mean? Um it's always been a a role that's been supported by, you know, the drivers of the squad and um I'm I'm hoping it's gonna be no different for me, you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm hoping that the sorry, I've no doubt I'm not hoping uh, that the boys are Going to roll in as much as always, and um, you know, sh- share the workload, and you know, you know, get stuck into to, to to the leadership of the of the, uh, of the group.
0: And France and England away, a harder championship to win than last year. How do you see it?
1: I think every championship, every Six Nations, is is obviously incredibly competitive, regardless who you've got home or away. Um, you know, it's it's uh, for me, uh, you know has to be one of the greatest sporting events around, certainly from a rugby point of view and um, you know, I think the competitiveness of it certainly has gone through the roof, you know, this last uh, ten years particularly and um, I'm sure it's gonna be no different this year.
0: how do you look at it Peter, you know, you're still young, still got it. How many more years do you think you've got (laughs) it? I have to say (laughs) on (laughs) this (laughs) page How many more years do you think you have in you or how do you see it honestly? Um Look
1: for me. The fact that I've been picked as captain and, and, and that it's it's for the first time it's very much short term focus for me. It's it's very much t- uh, it's very much you know this next block of games. France is the, is the one for me that we've we've got to focus on usually and um, the rest of it will look after itself. I've always done my talking on the pitch, you know, and um, that's the way I'm going to keep it for the moment.
0: And finally, is it as simple as a championship and a grand slam? Is it just a success for Ireland in this couple of months, or how do you see it again?
1: Look, performance is always is top of our, our tree, and and we know if we, if we get that right, um, you know, silverware will follow. And and i will be lying if I'm going to sit here and say that we don't want to defend the championship. That's 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 why we're all here. Peter, all the
0: best, and hope the captaincy goes well. Thank you very much. Andy, firstly, what's the last few months been like for you? Have you watched the quarter final so many times? You know, the players get the chance to go back out there and play, but what's it like as a coach?
3: Oh, yeah, uh, it's true what, what you say, as in when the players get back to the clubs, and you know, some of them had a week or two off, and uh, I think it's uh, very therapeutic to get back amongst them. Uh, amongst the the peers and and, and get back on with it and I suppose that's what we're trying to do as coaches you know we try to give ourselves a little bit of space so there's there's enough time for reflection and honest feedback and then we meet up and uh, put everything uh, back out there on the table again and once you've got a plan of uh, how to move forward um, uh, it becomes a lot more clearer doesn't it so therefore um, we get on with the day Joe.
0: when you talk about that plan Coming into the Six Nations, a new captain, Peter O'Mahony? Yeah. Why Peter?
3: Well, he's um, he, he's a natural, he's a natural fit for us. For us, he's a, he's a born leader. He's someone that everyone uh, looks up to and respects. And uh, leadership is just, in my opinion, it's about being authentic and being yourself. And you know that that goes a long way to. to, to to um, when somebody walks in the room the the feeling, the, the feeling just feels right, and he 's one of those players um, that, that that fits that mold
0: and what about this new cycle, so to speak? you know How do you focus on winning championships, but then when do you look to Australia in four years' time, or is it just now? Um,
3: I think I think looking after the here and now and the medium term is something that we 've always done, and therefore the longer term tends to look after itself you know um, uh, form and new players and uh, young kids coming in or people retiring, that's just part of the, 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 the whole system that continues year on year not just in a, in a World Cup cycle so we, we tend not to go on, on, on cycles, we tend to go on, on players that, um, that, that, that deserve the chance to be involved in such a prestigious competition like the Six Nations
0: you talk about retirements, Johnny retiring who's going to be that other voice in the changing room?
3: Oh, there's, there's plenty. There's no doubt about that. Um, we have a leadership group of uh, eight strong, um, and they're growing the whole time. And Johnny was part of that process over the over the last few years. Obviously, a play of his caliber of his experience will be missed, but hopefully, a lot of what he's about um, as a player, as a person, as a captain, has rubbed off on the rest of them as well.
0: You might not tell me now, but do you have an idea who your tens are and the order of them, the merit?
3: Um, listen, on, honestly, uh, camp, uh, camp is is tough. Um, that when when good players get together, uh, the competition starts, and you see who sinks or swims. And uh, you know we tend to train a lot uh, against each other, fifteen v fifteen. So there'll be plenty of opportunity. And uh, I like to stay open-minded enough to to make sure that we give people a chance.
0: Talk about giving people a chance. Calvin Nash gets a chance. What have yes. you liked about him?
3: Um, I think he's grown um, massively over, over 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 the last um, uh, twelve months or so. Starting with the emerging emerging uh, Ireland team that went to South Africa, um, him learning quite a bit on, on on that tour. And I think his um, his game has flourished. He's come back to Munster. and Munster are playing uh, a nice brand of rugby as well, and his his, his games come on. Uh, leaps and Bounds. Is, is obviously his, obviously, his work ethic is, is is there for all to see. You know, uh, he's a hundred percent in most things. But his feel for the game now, is getting better and better, and it, it, it will certainly continue to do that over the next twelve months.
0: Last couple from me: France and Marseille. What a start to the tournament! It's going to be, in your opinion. When's it best to play France?
3: Oh, you, you 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 can't um, you can't think in that way. I mean. Uh, the game it is what it is. It's, it's a Friday night in Marseille. First up, it doesn't really get any better. If you can't get excited about that, then uh, then you're in the wrong place. So um, getting down to prep, uh, prepping properly is, is obviously is obviously key for that. Being at your best in the first game is obviously there's a there's a knack to that as well. But obviously France will have a lot to say in it.
0: And finally, the end of March. What's his success for Andy Fowler in this Six Nations?
3: Well, we want to see ourselves grow. We want to see ourselves um, uh, continue to connect with, with our fans. I feel over the last couple of years that we've been able to um, galvanise something together. Um, continuing to go down that road is, uh, is obviously um, up to us to make sure that we, that we continue to perform and, and continue, to, continue to grow together.
0: Super stuff. Thanks, Andy.
3: Cheers. Thanks a so lot.
0: Gareth, another Six Nations. Your first one was back in twenty fifteen. How much are you looking forward to this one? Is the hunger still there as ever?
4: Oh yeah, obviously. You know, um, it's an honour to be a part of a, another Six Nations squad. You know, to be um, to have the um, honour to play in such a, um, a great tournament. You know, in, in the Six Nations. You know, I'm really looking forward to it. And like you said, yeah, it's my first one back in twenty fifteen. So there's been quite a few years since then. So, uh, but yeah, I still um, I'm still very excited.
0: 74 Calf's your name. is it an interesting one being one of the older members
4: of the squad would that be fair to say yeah um, yeah you know when I came into the environment with Wales back in 2014 you know I was 23 at the time and uh, you know one, one of the youngsters and you know to to be 10 years down the line and to be literally the oldest in the squad I um, didn't think uh, I'd be saying that but yeah you know I still, still feel young still feel good fit so uh, yeah I'm looking forward to getting stuck in
0: Suppose it's been tricky enough. 18 months ago, you remember out of the picture you were out of the picture. You've had to work hard to get back out of it. You know, different coaches. But what have mm-hmm. you put that mindset down to? And I suppose you're delighted just to be back involved.
4: Yeah, um, yeah, it was a tough, tough couple of months for me. Well, tough period for me. You know, 18 months ago when um, wasn't really having much, much of a look in with um, with Wayne Pivac and some of the other coaches. And um, so yeah, it was a difficult time for me. But then as soon as um, you know, Warren Gatlin got um, got named. You know, got announced that he was coming back to um, to take over. Um, so it really got me excited. You know, and I always had the 2023 World Cup in the back of my mind. You know, 18 months ago, but probably at, at the time I probably didn't think I was going to get there because I wasn't having any luck with with the selection or whatever. But um, as soon as Gatts got um, announced that he was coming back, it really got me excited. And you know, to see the likes of um, Kingy e and Mike Forshaw, the other coaches coming in. You know, I really, I really thought, oh, this is my, um, this is my opportunity to try and get back in the Welsh jersey. And you know, I, I worked, worked hard during the summer to lead up, leading up to the World Cup. And um, you know, I was just hoping to sort of make the final cut. But um, in the end, but you know, to, to nail down that um, number nine shirt during the World Cup it was um, something that I was quite proud of after all the hard work that I put in to get back into the squad
0: yeah definitely but reading up you were saying defensively you maybe changed the way you shot out a line and then you've mm. gone back to that originally is that because you maybe had a bit of trust with Warren Catlin or did you lose a bit of confidence back then or what got the form back
4: yeah you know during um, I did a lot of work with Sean Edwards and Gats you know and d- defence was a big part of my game and you know brought a lot of confidence into my game and um, as soon as um Gats since when Edwards had left you know um Gethin Jenkins came in and defensively he didn't like the way that I defended so I sort of had to change my game a little bit but um um yeah it's probably something that I wish I hadn't done because I lost a lot of confidence in my game and um, didn't didn't feel as as good so um yeah as soon as Gats came back in with uh, Mike Forshaw then he was quite keen to get me back um, playing and defending the way that I that I liked and it brought a lot of confidence into my game and um, yeah I felt like in in the World Cup I was back to where I wanted to be.
0: If we look at the squad in the Sixties, there's five uncapped players, and eight guys that could make an uncapped or make their their debut in the in the competition. Mm. Do you feel a responsibility to sort of lean a hand on them and give them their experience? But does it feel like a bit of a new year and new wheels?
4: Yeah, definitely. You know we've lost um, lost a few big names. You know the likes of Dan Bigger, Liam Williams. Um, but i really like the look of this squad you know i think we've got some um, nice exciting talent um and we got a nice bit of um experience as well so you know i think it's a nice blend you know some good good young talent and some nice um experience like i said and i think um together i think it's going to be a, a nice blend and hopefully we can um um, come up to speed, you know, fairly quick because we, we've only got a week or two to prepare for that first game against Scotland. So you know it's gonna be a tough challenge for us, like you said. A lot of new a lot, lot of new um change, new faces and bit bit of change in the squad but um you know I'm looking forward to it. You
0: talked about uh, the retiring Dan Bigger but Sam Costello, Johan Lloyd. Two exciting talents you know maybe need more game time in the chair at ten, but mm. how much are you looking forward to working in that partnership with the nine ten?
4: Yeah, you know two fantastic players with um Johan Lloyd and Sam Costello no i've I've played with um Sam over the last couple of years with the scarlets and and with Wales a little bit, so you know he he's a fantastic talent and he's only going to grow you know he's only a, still only a young man same as you lloyd you know twenty one or twenty two years old um you know both of them still in in their early twenties so you know they got um they got a big big career in front of them i'm sure but um hopefully they can settle into the International stage um, As quickly as they can And hope, I'm sure I'm sure they will In
0: Scotland First up in Cardiff It's going to
4: be good Yeah you know It doesn't get doesn't get much bigger than that You know um, The first game of any tournament Is always massive And to have Scotland Coming down to Cardiff You know um, Tickets all sold out as well So it's going to be An amazing atmosphere So um, yeah we, we'll, we'll be preparing Very hard for that game And hopefully we can come away With a, a very important uh, Victory to start I
0: know everyone says Finally One game at a time But you've got Two titles your name in the six nations
4: one grand slam. What would a third title mean to you? Oh, it'd be amazing, you know, to win the Grand Slam back in 2019 it was um, an unbelievable experience for myself and um yeah, the championship then in 21 as well that was also unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, if I if I, you know, probably come into towards the end of my international career now. So, um you know, if if I could be fortunate enough to win a, another championship at Grand Slam, you know, it would be um unbelievable
0: for your sake. I hope you are. Thanks, Gary.
4: Cheers, mate. Thank you.
0: So, Warren, another Six Nations and a new captain selected in David Jenkins. Why did he get the nod?
5: I think it's kind of uh, the theme that I'm sort of uh, looking at at the moment in terms of developing some of the youngsters within the squad. We went with a couple of young players in terms of Jack Morgan and Dowie Lake in the, in the World Cup, and unfortunately they're injured at the moment, and there's a, there's a chance now for a Another talented, exciting player for the future in terms of David Jenkins. He's co- he's captained Exeter on a number of occasions uh, last year and and stuff. So we see him as a real player of the future. Um, he's only he's very young. He's the young second youngest ever uh, Welsh captain when he gets to to do the job uh, behind Gareth Edwards. Obviously, he was a bit of a legend, and then and he'll be uh, younger than Sam Warburton, uh, who was at a young age as well. So. Um, probably I, I look at him and I think he's very much in a similar mould to Elliman Jones in terms of a youngster. I think he'll be around for a long, long time. Uh, he'll have a, hopefully have a great career with, without picking up too many injuries. Uh, still, still learning, still developing as a player. He's got a little bit of an edge about him, which uh, is nice as well. And you know, he's a great professional and a, and a great kid. And I think he'll he'll lead by example. And so, looking forward to seeing how he. Um, sort of moulds this team. There's a, there's a group of youngsters I, I'm excited about that I think it can take this team by the scruff of the neck uh, over the next few years and be a core of the side and, and push it and mould it and develop it, you know, how they want it as players and how they want and their expectations and how they drive things going forward. So, you know, that's, that's exciting to, to look at that as a challenge and, and to work with those players doing that.
0: When you talked about Jack Warden, Dow Lake, there, you've always seemed to like a uh, young captain or a young captain. Why do you
5: like that? Yeah. Oh, it's not—it's not, it's about picking the right person at the right time. And so, I, I kind of look at it not just in the short term; I look at it in the long term. And that's why, initially, with uh, Sam Warburton, it was kind of like picking someone who I thought could potentially be around for sort of two or three World Cups and and grow into the role and get better and better. And then we've had Alan Jones, who sort of came into the role a little bit later and his career did a great job for us. So he was a little bit older, and then. I see some really talented youngsters who are not just good rugby players but good men and potentially going to be great leaders and so um, finding the right people that I think can grow into the role but when they gain that experience and and grow and and learn from you know those experience in terms of the leadership I think you know we're going to get a huge amount of benefit out of that and that's kind of like it's not just about the short term it's kind of looking for at the longer term, just over, not just the Six Nations, but future Six Nations, but also building to the next World Cup too.
0: In regards to yourself, I know you've coached for a very long time. more settled in this role, you know, a year down the line for your second wheel stint.
5: Yeah, it was a real challenge last year, sort of coming into it with uh, um, you know, so many things going on. With um, you know, We had a documentary that was critical of the union and, and things, and we had the players potentially... Uh, threatening to go on strike because they, there was no uh, confirmation about what was happening with, with contracts and things for them in, in the future. So that was a that was a real challenge for us, and um, kind of let that unfold a little bit. We were able to then sort of regather and regroup ourselves and, and prepare for the World Cup, and we thought we did a pretty good job there. Felt we could have done a little bit better, but you know, winning our pool and getting out of that and making the quarter finals was was satisfactory you know we we feel like we had a great chance to win the quarterfinal make the semis which would have been um, a real positive really really positive so um, yeah it's kind of like um, there's a new group it's there's five new caps eight players have never played in the six nation I'm, I'm excited about that and there's a there's, people can have sort of a, a, a negative view on Welsh rugby at the moment and but I, I I see it as, a, as an opportunity to have a reset in terms of sort of a, a financial reset. There's some youngsters who maybe in the past wouldn't have been exposed at such a young age and give, give, given an opportunity. Uh, thankfully they've been given those chances now because we haven't been exposed to having so many foreign players and in, in our regional teams and these youngsters are coming on and, um, and catching our eye and, and for me that's hugely exciting building over the next uh, few years.
0: You talked about your squad there, five Debian's, eight if they get involved will be involved for the Six Nations for the first time but you've also kept Gareth Davis, George North in there you feel you've got the blend right?
5: Trying to keep a little bit of a balance with a bit of experience trying to have a little bit of glue in between that so with with Gareth I mean, we've got Thomas Williams as well and, and Kieran Hardy, you know, three quality nines that we feel can do a good job so that that nine position is, is pretty vital for having a little bit of experience there. And then um, the midfield pairing of uh, Nick Tompkins and George North, we thought did a great job for us in the World Cup. And George North, um, he's still only 31, he's been around for a long time. And having had a chat with him, I mean, he's been playing for Wales since he was 18, and we feel that he can get through you know, potentially another cycle maybe to the next World Cup, which he'd be 34 or 35. And... Uh, his role may change a little bit, you know it could be that he starts, um, when the time's right, maybe not being selected as a, a starter in every game and maybe it's a, it's a bench player who can cover the midfield and, and cover wing or or potentially he becomes uh, an elder statesman in, in the squad where you know that if you do pick up injuries you can call on someone and he, he brings his experience to the squad, But so that's kind of like a a little bit of wait and see what happens um, uh, over the next few years um, But so he wanted to keep know, some experience in there in the squad, and some continuity and and have some of those youngsters be able to go to those older players that have been around for a while too.
0: Last couple for me.
5: The 10 jerseys, as you mentioned,
0: Don Bigger's retired. Sam Costello, Yohan Lloyd. Where do you see that in the pecking order? Two good players, you know, 15 or 10, Yohan Lloyd, especially at the moment. But where do you see
5: them? Yeah, it's going to be, it's it's exciting. I think for them, they're still, they're still learning their roles. They're still learning... Uh, there's a big difference between playing club rugby and uh, an international rugby. Where you know international rugby, you go up. It's not it's not a small step. It's a, it's a huge step from from club rugby in terms of the pace, the intensity, the physicality, and not a lot of space as well. So for those tens players and tens, it's about it's very much about game management. It's about learning and that in terms of when you've got to play smart, when you've got to stay in the fight. So it could be. You know, your kicking strategy, um, you know, how you communicate, um, take a leadership role uh, in that position as well. So we see uh, and have seen the development of Sam and Ten, and we see him definitely as a player of the future. And then we we're really excited by with um, Yo and Lloyd um, uh, um, in terms of you know he can potentially play Ten and cover Fifteen as well, and it's it's good for. The pleasing thing for him is that he's starting to sort of nail down sort of one position. He's been at Bristol for a number of years and been sort of all over the place. Sort of played ten, fifteen, been on the wing. Um, he's a real talented player, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how he develops um, over the next few campaigns.
0: And finally, I know you want to win every game. but What's realistic for Wales, or what do you see like as success at the end of March? Oh,
5: I, I don't. I kind of don't. Uh, I've never sort of. Had too many expectations about going into it. I kind of see the Six Nations about being a tournament of momentum. It's about building on confidence. That's the, for everyone, it's the first game, and if you can win that first game and uh, get off to a good start, then you can have a really good Six Nations. And and if you lose that first game, the first couple of games, then it, then it can be easy, easily go the other way. So, our first game, Scotland at home, in um, front of a sold out. Um, Principality Stadium, so 75,000 people there. They're going to play a massive part in terms of helping us and um, hopefully getting off to a good start against Scotland. And if you if you win that first game, then you can build and gain some confidence from that and build in this tournament. So it's about one game at a time, and for us, it's about really focusing on that on that first game against Scotland. Good stuff. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you.
0: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
5: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Rory, I know you've done it before, but when Gregor rang you to be a co captain, what did it mean to you? Yeah,
6: obviously honored. you know, it's like you said, I've done it before but I wasn't expecting this this call. He called me on Saturday. Um even when he was like, you know, I wanna update you on the captain situation, couldn't have sort of guessed what he was gonna say next and I'm delighted to be doing it with somebody like Finn as well. I think um you know, we're obviously very different in our styles of, of rugby and, and how we approach the game, but I think that'll work really well. Um looking forward to working with him. I've not spoken to them much yet. Uh we went, met up last night but i I'll obviously after this we're going back into camp. So yeah, it'll be good to catch up with them and uh yeah, have a wee chat. You talked him. about
0: working with him, that'll be good, but sharing the responsibility is probably very good for you as well.
6: Oh yeah, and you know, I don't think it'll work any different to how it was, you know, in the past. well, maybe a little bit but um any time I've been involved with leadership roles it's very much been shared responsibility anyway um, you know it's a, it's a thing that I think we've been really good at in Scotland in the past and um, Fennell obviously sort of deals with a lot of the attack stuff anyway he does that um, he's always done that and um, you know I can maybe chip in more on the defensive side of things and yeah I think it should should work really well
0: It's been a fast enough transition for you you only made your debut two years ago yeah. but you seem to be taking this in your stride and loving
6: it I am yeah Um you know, it's obviously it's obviously been hard at times and you know, I spent a lot of time as a pro at Edinburgh, um just not playing and, and, you know, doing a lot of training, tough training with with Edinburgh and getting, you know, physically better but you you still want to play rugby at the end of the day, even though you're a young boy. Um so I have had that period of time where you're just putting in a lot of graft and, and not and not um playing any rugby off the back of it. Um but then since you know, I got my move to Glasgow, and I think I came off the bench for my debut, and then started sort of the the rainbow cup. Don't know if you remember that. It, was, it feels like it was this. No <laughs> <fun. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then um, after that, I've just yeah, it's been a pretty sharp rise, and you know, it's, you don't get a lot of time to reflect on it, but it's been um, it's been awesome.
0: Scottish background, it's always been so competitive. No different this time. Jack Dempsey, Mount Ferguson, Jamie Ritchie. Do you see a whole see that as a good
6: thing or how does that work in training? Yeah, it has to be a good thing, I think. Um competition for places, you know. Um if you said, you know, you you didn't want that in the squad, I think you have to have it in the squad, you know, it means it keeps everyone sharp, keeps everyone pushing each other and training. Even the, yeah, not even just games, but training training standards go up naturally just because you have to prove yourself to to get into the team, so um, yes, yeah, it can only really be a good thing in, in my eyes.
0: With the World Cup being such a disappointment, is there extra motivation going into this Championship?
6: Yeah, that's the way sport works, um, you know, you get victories and losses and after the losses you're desperate to get back out there just to sort of put things right and, you know, um, it's been a long time for, in a national sense. Um, felt like ages (laughs) as you can imagine you know it was a real disappointment that last game and um, it was ideal with on a personal level and the boys at Glasgow know some of us went straight back in and straight into but that was actually quite a good thing for me personally because you know it would have been a hard thing to do is just sit in that disappointment until now Um, but it's still there because that's our last outing for Scotland Um, so yeah and not many better we've obviously got Wales down there we've not got the best record so um, that's a huge opportunity
0: Yeah Wales and Cardiff it's going to be good Would it be fair to say Scotland maybe underachieved over the last couple of years why do you feel that is as a player?
6: Yeah I think it's obviously in the six nations anyway a bit of consistency I think um, we've proved that we can beat the big teams um, every now and then and we've just not done it backed it up um, time and time again so you know, we looking at how, but these these questions are tough to answer. You know what I mean? If they're easy to answer, it would be, then it would be easy. It's not easy. Um, it's not easy to win a Six Nations or a World Cup. But um, you know, we 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 we'll be working hard at sort of trying to find the answer to that.
0: You're right. It isn't easy, easy to ask the questions. But do you feel you know, with Ireland and Johnny Sexton retiring, a couple other players, France losing to Pond you feel there is a good opportunity for Scotland
6: this year? You know, we feel there's an opportunity every year. You know, obviously it's a competitive sport. Um, you go into every game backing yourself and, um, you know, that's what we're going to do. But, um, like I said, you have to get off to a good start and uh, the challenge that awaits us down in Cardiff is a pretty big one. Um, but then it's about, you know, building up for that. Um, regardless of what happens, being able to sort of wipe it away and then get them fired into the next one.
0: Rory, hope it goes well and all the best in a couple of weeks in Cardiff. Thank you
6: very much, appreciate it.
0: Well, Gregor, 7th, Six Nations as Scotland head coach. Are you as excited as the first one back in 2018?
7: Yeah, even more so, I think, I think the gap between World Cup and Six Nations gets you obviously looking forward to that next tournament. Normally you've got the November test and they go into December and Six Nations comes around quickly, but it feels a long while since um, we played in Paris uh, and we can't wait to, to be working with our players again.
0: I was going to say, it's probably easier for players because they get back out for their clubs. For you, what have you thought about the last couple of months? How many times have you watched that Irish or South African game or how is it working in your eyes?
7: Yeah, it, it is tougher at an international level if you, if you lose your last game of a campaign because that takes up a lot of your thoughts. And I'm, I'm sure it does for players too. And we, we know that um, processing disappointment is, is tough. But they do get the opportunity to go back and play for their clubs and, and build new memories. Uh, but it's, it's part of sport. And I believe that defeats make you stronger. Failure is an essential part of success. Um, it's just making sure that you learn from those disappointments and become a better team the next time you get to play. The
0: 39-man man squad... Four on Cup players, the likes of Alex Hepburn and Aaron Reid, to name a few others. Are you happy with that balance? And are you looking forward to see these new guys get a shot?
7: Yeah, re- really happy with the squad. There's, there's a lot of continuity since, uh, um, since the World Cup. Uh, I think we, we, uh, of all the Six Nations squads, we've got the most players that have played in the World Cup. So that shows that our, our squad experience is experiences. It's growing, but also good to to bring in new players that have earned their place because of the form they've been in. And that little refresh in the group, um, uh, I know, is can be a positive thing too.
0: Consistency in Scotland mightn't work together as a, a word in the right term. Does that keep you up at night, Gregor? or how does that work?
7: Oh, it's, it's always a challenge to play your very best rugby. But uh, and not, not so much a challenge, that's an aspiration, but you're, that's, you're never going to get your very best performance. What, what you need to do is make sure that the, your worst performance doesn't, drift too far away from your best performance and you, you give a certain level of performance each time you play, so you're tough to beat, um, that you're going to be in a, in a close game, even against someone on paper that's ranked ahead of you, so we, that, that, that's going to be the big challenge for over five games but it's one that we will be working hard to re- reproduce
0: After the Ireland game in the World Cup you know you were very adamant that they were growing in a really good direction which they were obviously do you feel you can close that gap between the two of them, also the other sides as well, Gregor? But what gives you the hope that you can
7: do that? Well, I know I know our players. I know they, they they learn from experiences. They get better for experiences. I know how they've played in other games, where it's going to Twickenham or going to Paris or saint Etienne last year um, and play some really good rugby. Um, but we we know the challenges when you when you play the very best teams in the world and. You can't switch off for a, for a second, um, whether it's a, a ruck, whether it's a pass, um, or a support line, you have to be at your, your highest level. Or those best teams will, will punish you. And that's just something that is part of our, our evolution and growth. Um, you you want to be at the, the very best you can be every game, but the important thing is just being better um, from campaign to campaign
0: talked about evolution and growth. you've gone with co-captains Finn and Rory why have you done that what do you like about that?
7: Well I I think first of all it it gives us a chance to grow our leadership. Two two new captains they did um, lead the side in the the warm-up test so we've seen them as leaders for for a while now Um, but given that this is their first time uh, as captain of the team officially um, we thought it'd be good to share that experience, share the duties. Uh, they've got different leadership styles, too. Um, and We believe it can bring the best out of the team having them both leading. Um, there might be someone out of the two that does more of the official captain's duties, chatting to the ref, doing the media uh, leading up to a game. But it's worked for us in the past at club level and um, we've done it once at international level before and um, we believe that it's the right thing for our group right now.
0: You talked about there might be one person speaking to the referee more. Do you know who that is in your head?
7: We'll see. We'll see who's um, playing that first game. Um, uh, Finn's been very good at that when he's been vice-captain. And it might be just dependent on the situation. Uh, The referee might want to speak to to Rory because there's an issue about the forwards or the the tackle area. Um, So we'll be guided by the referees as well on that.
0: And last one. With Ireland losing sexner, or the retiring Johnny Sexton, you know, France losing Anton Dupont, yes, there's plenty of talent out there in the other teams. Mm. Do you see this as a real opportunity for Scotland?
7: You, you've always got to believe it's an opportunity. Um, like selection is an opportunity, playing for, for your country is an opportunity, um, but it's about delivering and given the experiences we had, we, we are in a a good place to put the disappointments and the positives of last year. Into better performances, um, and the goal is just doing that for five games against some of the best teams in the world right now.
0: 1999, it's been a long time since <laughs> Scotland's <laughs> year, Gregor?
7: It has been a long time, yeah. We've got a 25 year reunion this year with some of the, the old teammates, so it'll, it'll be good to catch up with them during the tournament.
0: Myself, Gregor, and all the best. Thank you. Kelly, okay, this is now your third Six Nations as captain. How much are you looking forward to?
8: Oh. It's 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 unbelievable, and if I look back at those two, uh, it reminds me always as you know something something unbelievable to play in, and so I'm really looking forward to to take another big step forward.
0: It's a difficult enough World Cup for you guys? What have you learnt going into Rome in a couple of weeks' time against England? Um,
8: um, during the World Cup, it's been pretty pretty harsh, honestly. Um, I think we've, we've built some some good foundations in the last couple of years and I think those foundations struggle a little bit against the last two in the pool. Um, but at the same time, I think it makes us understand that um, we still have to work a lot and a lot harder than we did before and a lot, a lot smarter as well. Um, but at the same time, obviously, we've we've got some some regrets out of that and and we want to you know show the world that we are the same team that has been moving on over the last over the last two years uh and moving on pretty pretty fast obviously we we don't have that much time to prepare now because obviously new coach we've got some some new idea but at the same time we don't want to give up. Uh, about that and you know, keep on moving in the right direction.
0: You talked about a new coach Gonzalo has come in. What type of Italy can we expect? Still the attacking brand? Or you talked about the word smart? Is that what you need to learn from?
8: Oh yeah, exactly. I think I think the way we are the way we are like the first the first uh, idea of, of Gonzalo was to keep on building on, on those foundations that I was talking about before. And at the same time um, yeah, you know, bring some some new idea in, so be a lot more uh, consistent in what we are doing, a lot more consistent in, though in, in little details. That makes lots of difference. But uh, at the same time, being unpredictable in the in the game. So uh, it doesn't it, it doesn't mean we have to play every single time, but maybe you know, alternate those two things, and at the same time being uh, a lot more um, efficient in that.
0: 17 players in the squad from Benetton. They're doing very well. Surely that's a good thing, you know, as a morale and everything, and bringing the club form into international level. That must be key.
8: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Obviously, to have to have lots of players coming from the from the same club, uh, and this game is, uh, is obviously my club. So, um, I think it's it's unbelievable the way we, we we came back from the World Cup and we started pushing from the first minute. That showed me exactly what I wanted to see from from everyone and from myself as well because there there is in sport there is no time to reflect on things happened there is always always next job next job what you can do next to get yourself in a better position than you were before so um, I think that sort of mindset was unbelievable after the World Cup and that's one of the best thing I could imagine uh, in, in that sort of scenario um, at the same time, we know very well that international level it's a completely different thing and we need to take that good mindset into the international but at the same time being a lot more accurate on little things and a lot more accurate in the way we are preparing games.
0: And finally, I know you're still young and you had your blip at the World Cup, but what do you see in a couple of months' time as the success for Italy as the Italian captain?
8: Oh, uh, obviously... Like what what we've showed uh, over the last few years is that we can be competitive at our best. But then you know there are some games that we probably not prepared well, or maybe uh, not with the right mindset, or maybe you know little things that can changes change uh, the the game a lot. And obviously, looking forward to what I want to see and what I want to see from myself, starting from myself, but then from the whole from the whole team as well, is that you know being consistent with what is your your performance out there, and that makes a lot of difference because first of all it 's not you know, uh, giving anything to everyone, you know not not giving them the the opportunity to sc- score an easy try, for example. Um, so we want to we want to build on that. We want to uh, improve in that. To yeah, generally just just be better every single time we have the opportunity.
0: Kelly, all the best. And thank you. Thank you so much, Gonzalo. Your first time involved in the Six Nations as a coach. What does it mean to you? How special occasion is it?
9: Yeah, I I was already in in the French national team staff as as an assistant coach uh, from. Uh, 2008, 9, 10, 11, and uh, even with a Grand Slam in 2010, but it's absolutely different role now, being at the head uh, of the head coach for the Six Nations is the first one, and I think I'm even the first Argentinian ever to be a head coach in the Six Nations, so I'm quite proud, the, this championship has a couple of years already. <laughs> A bit of history so I'm I'm super proud of, of having this opportunity.
0: Why did you feel now is the right time and challenge for you going forward?
9: Yeah definitely I, I had a, I started quite early in my career and uh, I did some nice had some nice experience in European professional rugby I've been part of the staff uh, already as an assistant coach for France and as assistant coach for Argentina I also coached super rugby and uh, it was like the next step for me was would be amazing to be uh, in a national team that was the next step already after Jaguares I had that opportunity in Stade Francis where I came back so now for me it's a, it's a great opportunity and I'm, I'm really excited about it
0: You talked about being involved in Six Nations
9: before but as you said the first time as a head coach
0: but your experience with France, you know, in the Grand Slam, surely that will help you going into a couple of weeks' time against England.
9: Definitely, definitely was uh, what I, the three, four years with France uh, teach me a bit the, um, the how the national team works. That is different to even if I, I saw it as a player, it's nothing to do with the coaching role. And um, yes, uh, I think what happened with France is a bit, a big help for me and also uh, starting coaching a Latin team is also maybe easier, even if the, today we are all similar, eh? what, all, what, we guys, what we all do is similar, but culturally it's, it's easier. It's coming from Argentina after coaching in France or France and coaching Italy, would be a, the adaptation is quite faster.
0: I know you like attacking rugby,
9: Polar Garbici,
0: a big talent. 10 12 which way do you see him and is he the man to lead your team going
9: forward listen uh, we have uh, some a, a lot of uh, interesting players we have some positions where unfortunately we are not that covered uh, that uh, the team has um, maybe need to find new players for the future because some positions are uh, we don't have a lot of options we also have a uh, 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 some players like Paolo that didn't play a lot in the clubs um, so we need to find a way of, of using their, their energy too to, to, to attack the these six nations and for the concrete answer about Paolo I think uh, him and Tommaso Alan will be both mainly covering the 10 position but of course we want to take advantage that uh, Tommaso can play 10 and fullback and that Paolo can play 10 and 12, that gives us a lot of options and uh, we have a, a, a backline that if we find a good balance can, can give us some options and especially a bench that can make us start the game with, a, with one looking back line and finish with another style so that's part of the things we are thinking about
0: And elsewhere in the squad five debuts Ross Vincent he's made strides at extra. how highly do you rate him and he, is he a possibility yes young but could he get his
9: chance Yes uh, as you may know we are the youngest uh, team in the competition, the most uncapped team in the competition. There's a lot of things that doesn't look super, uh, doesn't put us as favorites. But uh, for us, it was already a a young team, but it's the first opportunity for me to meet some players, to see them. It's true that uh, Ross is one of those uh, young players that uh, look like they have a lot of potential. Maybe they are not ready today, today, today to go all, all the way to the international level but they definitely are quite close and uh, so for me it was absolutely opportunity to have a, an experienced group that is funny because the experienced group of Italy Italian team is like 24-25 years old and they are already with 4 years in, in, in the international level uh, but also to bring in some of the young talents uh, some of them because like Ross that we just want to see him and see if he's ready, he's ready, so let's go and uh, some others, unfortunately, it's also because of injuries of uh, experienced players that are not here that well, we, it's an opportunity for the young players to be with us it was not a, a full-on choice, but the injuries made us do it
0: Last couple, Italy have struggled in recent years I know you're only starting a job but do you feel you have the squad to compete at this level?
9: Listen, I've been using that verb the last uh, couple of months, uh, compete, because uh, I like I like attacking rugby. I think Italy has this identity now. What I want to do is maybe work with the vision of the identity of team we want to be and also go back to the Italian roots where we're going to have this attacking rugby at the end of the, in the top floor of the house, but the foundations. Would be more about our passion, our character, and uh, and the basics of the game, like the set piece, like the defence, to really compete. Because today, uh, I, I want to have a good-looking rugby, but I want to compete. I want to play our best and make sure that if we, if some games we don't win, it, it's because the other team really played much better than us. Because sometimes I feel that this lack of consistency uh, is something that can. Uh, be tough to handle for it, Italy and that sometimes we'll take some points or Italy takes some points that are too easy so as you said uh, compete, I hope we can compete in every one of the games and if we play our 100% we're going to have to make sure that the other team also plays at 100% to, to beat us, if they are not in the, in the 100% maybe it won't be that easy, That's my and that's my goal
0: Finally, we're sitting down in three months' time, and I say, "What is a success, Fredley in the first Six Nations with you in charge? What is that?"
9: Listen, um, I'm sure I will be uh, uh, proud of, of of being there, but just of that my career. I had, uh, I work a lot. I was uh, really taking all my opportunities, and I'm so. It's so, so big for me to be, to be here and to be part of this, even now, sharing the day with... Now they are friends like Gregor Towson or Warren Gatland or uh, Andy Farrell, being around them, Fabien, that is also a good friend. And uh, uh, being here in the same role is, is quite strong. And uh, I grew up, uh, you know, February in Argentina is summer, su- like end of summer holidays. So the this, this Saturday mornings for us, Getting together, putting all the lights off, closing the window shutters to put the anthems as hard as long. That's how I grew up. Like at uh, 10, 12 years old, I was watching the anthems in uh, Morefield or in uh, uh, Twickenham and uh, dreaming about it. Uh, so it's a nice story.
0: Gonzalo, all the best and thank you. Thank you. Steve, a new championship and a new captain. Why is Jamie George the right man to lead England? Yeah,
2: well, I think that. We're we're blessed to have lots of leaders within this team. Uh, There's lots of options of people to to to, to take the captaincy and lead. I think Jamie's the right person. One because he's a phenomenal player. I think secondly, his personality, his approachability, his ability to to build relationships with people, he's. He's superb, and I think thirdly, I think he has a, a really good tactical understanding of the game, and I think that blend makes him the the right person. This is now, most very clear, is that that a lot's talked about the captain, but quite rightly. You always need the the leaders around the captain. It's it's a it's a team effort, and I think we've got a lot of leaders around around him with with Ellis Genge, Joe Marler, Maro Itoje, just, just to name a few. I think we've got a great group there
0: Obviously finished third In the World Cup You yourself Is your second championship Do you feel more settled In the role?
2: Um, I think that as, as you move on Twelve months Further forward I know more about the players now Than I did You know, Effectively at that point Coming in at Christmas um, Into the championship And then trying to understand Where the team was at What had been happening The players that I didn't know um, That was a You to, to get hold of a lot of information very fast. I think it's slightly different now. Um, I also think that there's some things that are similar in that, that England's performance in the Six Nations Championship has not been the required standard for for a number of seasons now. This goes back. The last six years, we won 50% of games in the Championship. Now, so in a sense, of 12 months on, I know more about the players. I think the Premiership as a competition has changed. I think it's, it's moved forward in, El, in, in St and you can see the English team's competitiveness in Europe, um, what we're determined to do is to, to make sure that we, we improve our performance within the Championship.
0: talked about your squad there, seven debutants, but also you've lost some good experienced players like Ben Youngs, Courtney Laws, are you happy you've got the blend right this time?
2: Yeah, and I, and I think that's always important to have, to have that blend, um, I know you, you, as you reflect through your playing career and coaching career the importance of having uh, that experience in a team is, is vital, whilst also ensuring that you're bringing through young players at the right time, at the right speed, um, there was a load of players that have earned the opportunity in this England in this England squad and I think it's an exciting group you look at the likes of Manny Favobos, you look at, at, at the, the, those young guys, the likes of the way Tommy Freeman has been playing and then you guys that have been around for a while Henry Slade <laughs> has been playing superbly So I think there's a group here That have been playing very good rugby The
0: way Henry Slade's been playing You couldn't not pick him surely
2: the, I think as you look at The ability to handle pressure Three or four times this season He's been handed the responsibility of taking the match winning goal And he's kicked it um, and not just that he scored match but in tries as well and he's an experienced international and to have him come back into this group you know, I'm really looking forward
0: to having him back in And Faye well, Subo there do you think he can go from Exeter and playing well up to the next stage it's going to be difficult but plenty of talent anyway to work with
2: Absolutely and, and I think that you can see how quickly he has developed in a, in a short period of time at Exeter which is immense credit to the, the program, Exeter, and also t- to, to Manny. Um, Strikes me as a player who is hungry to learn, hungry to get better, and I think, I, I, and, and having players like that in our squad, it rubs off on everybody else.
0: Last two for me. What type of England can we expect to see in the next couple of months? More attacking? Or are you happy with the brand you're playing?
2: Well, I think as you look at it now, what, what do we want to expect from England is the the, a, a team that plays and, and fights for every little bit of ground and finds a way to win. Now that is a core foundation as a building of where you are as a, as a team. That's really important, and that's been an important aspect to grow within uh, within this this team over the last twelve months. And I think as you turn around a team, that's that's really important to do it in terms of style of play. Well, we've got to find a style of play that ensures you you get the results now you look at the way um, the top two kicking teams in the world over the last few years are Ireland and France and they have been sitting number one and two in the world rankings for a long period of time over the last number of years you start looking at last year's Six Nations Championship the way the game is right now um, and and digging into this is that 14 of the 15 games were won by a team that that kicked so until what we want to do is we want to involve our game there's no doubt about that I think there are some other aspects around the shape of the game that need to be addressed in due course.
0: Finally, if you're sitting down in a couple of months' time, what do you see as success in this championship? You've said the last couple of years haven't been good enough for England in the Six Nations. Mm-hmm. What do you see? You know, is it as simple as win the championship, or what? What do you think?
2: What I think is outlined is that, that foundation of the team, the way this team competes, the way we bring those young players into the group and understand what it, ta- what it means representing the England team, what are the behaviours that are required, what, what is the way you go about when you're representing the England team, so that this team finds a way to win. And that's, that's consistent, what, what I've spoken about. Same point in time, we want to evolve our game and we want to make sure there's progress. And um, as we're now, as we're near the start of the championship, And I know we're sat here today at this launch event. Very clear that the players' focus is going to be on playing against Italy in round one. And that's that's the main thing. We play against Italy round one and then we move on to the next game. And that's the way you have to attack this tournament.
0: Great stuff. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. So that's a wrap from the launch in the Guinness Storehouse in Dublin as we eagerly await the 2024 Championship. We will be back next week with our usual guests, Alan and Matt as we preview round one, and as ever, we will have regular vodcasts throughout the tournament.